0: If you have your Bibles this morning, go with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, first book in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1. Today I'm going to be uh, beginning a new series, A really, it's really a mini-series, uh, that's going to take us into to the Christmas weekend next week, uh, titled God With Us. Say, God With Us. God With Us. Us. And so I want to open this up with our foundational text this morning that'll be uh, our foundation scripture for this week and next week, Matthew chapter 1, uh, beginning at verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 says this, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Say God with us. With us, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. Uh, use your word to speak to us, to change us, to transform us in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Say God with us again. Say God with us. God with us. That statement alone should be super encouraging to you. It should be super encouraging to you. The fact that we serve a God who, the God of the universe, the God who created all things, the God who spoke the earth into existence, this big God, uh, this uh, what they often refer to as the uh, uh, omnipotent God, which means all-powerful, omniscient God, which means uh, all-knowing, omnipresent God, which means ever-present, everywhere, anytime, that's where he can be, that very God has been big and grand as that God is that that God can still be a personal God to you and I He is with us Like that should be encouraging to you that should stir up something in you this morning the fact that he is personal with us he is with us well, Matthew one twenty three kind of sums up the Christmas story, which which many may be familiar with and, and hopefully you're all familiar with. But it sums up the Christmas story in the fact that God came to this earth in the form of a man we know as Jesus, came to this earth, lived a, a perfectly sinless life, uh, 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 died on a cross for our sins because we needed to be saved. We needed a, a Savior. We needed salvation. And he came to this earth. He came to us. He he is with us uh, in the form of Jesus. But it doesn't just stop there because God is still with us today. Right. And and, and so as encouraging as that statement is, let's just let's just be honest for a few moments. It's easy for us to believe as Christians and even non-Christians, but it's it's easier for us to believe that that God is with us when things are going well in our lives, right? Right? Like, it's easier and more evident to believe that God is with us when our marriage is good. Like, when our, when our marriage is good, when, when, when we are uh, in harmony together, our relationship is good, our marriage is good, we can say it's evident and clear God is with them. Look at their marriage right it's easier for us to believe that god is with us when our family is good when our family is in harmony when there's no family drama we could say yes look god is with them uh, it's also easy for us to believe that that god is is with us whenever our finances are good when our when our bank account is on the up and up when our money is good when we're not in the negative like we can say yes god is with us it's easy for us to believe that God is with the Dallas Cowboys because they won five games in a row. Like, like you, you, it's evident, right? You can say yes, God is with the Dallas. Like, that's the type of people that we are. It's it's evident for us to see and believe that God is with us when things are going well. And for the sake of this message today, we'll just call that those moments in our lives, uh, we'll call those mountaintop moments. We've, We've used that term here before, mountaintop moments. We love the mountaintop moments. I like mountaintop moments. Do you like mountaintop moments? Right? We like it when things are going well for us. We, we want our marriage to be in harmony. We want our families to be good. We want our finances to be good. And, and, and we want it to be evident that God is with us in those moments. But, but if we can be honest this morning, we, we know that life doesn't work out that way. Like, life does not work out in the way where we stay at the mountaintop. That's not the way it goes. And in a perfect world, uh, we would be on a mountaintop and we can just leap from mountaintop to mountaintop. Perfect world. That'd be great. But we've lived long enough to know that's not the way life goes. Life usually goes mountaintop, valley, mountaintop, valley. valley, 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 valley. Valley, mountaintop, valley, a little hill, mountaintop, valley. Like, we know that's usually the way life goes. That's, that's just, we know that that's the way it is. We know that, that life doesn't just remain on the mountaintop. We, we've got to get to another mountaintop, but to get to the mountaintop, we got to go through the valley. And some of you this morning may be in that valley, right? It, 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 and it's difficult Here's the wrestle. It's difficult for us to believe that the same God that is with us on the mountaintop, sometimes it's difficult for us to believe that he's still with us in the valley. Because it's in the valley where we feel alone. It's in the valley where where it's dark. It's in the valley where it's dangerous and and, and treacherous. It's, It's in the valley where things just aren't going well. And it's in the valley, if if we can be really, really honest, where we start to question, God, are you even there? But his word says that he is with us. And if it says that he is with us, then we have to believe that the God who is with us on the mountaintop is still the same God that is with us in the valley. We've got to believe that because his word says it. But I can be, I'll be honest with you, there are times in the valley that I don't feel God. There are times in the valley where I've cried out to God and called out to God and I don't feel that I've heard him. Because the valley can be a lonely place. The valley can be a very dark place. And I I love, uh, I I found this quote the other day. I love what Pastor uh, Craig Rochelle says. He says this. He says, he says, we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. Right? And when I heard that, I thought, man, that's so true. We can enjoy God on the mountaintops. We love the mountaintops. God, you're with us. We know you're with us. It's evident. Look around. There's blessing. There's prosperity. Everything is going great. But what I've discovered in in past experiences, because in hindsight I can see it now, that it was in those seasons of valleys that I really got to know God. It was in those seasons of valleys that I really got to see and know the heart of God, that I got to really know him intimately. I enjoyed him on the mountaintop, but I really got to know him in the valley. And so I want to speak to you this morning because you may be on a mountaintop, things may be going great for you, but there are those of you in here this morning that are in the valley. There are those of you this morning that your marriages aren't doing so well. There are those of you here this morning where your family is just not in harmony, where things just aren't clicking, things just seem to be going wrong. There are those of you here this morning that are in some financial trouble. And you don't know how you're going to get out. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills next week. You don't know how you're going to get gas in your car. You're, you're, you're in the valley. Some of you are in, in, in jobs right now where you, you can't stand the job that you're at. And you feel like, man, I, I, I thought this was initially a blessing to me, but now it's become a burden. How many of you have ever been there before, right? First day on the job. Oh, God, this is such a blessing. Thank you for the job. Three months later, you're like, man, I hate this job. My boss is a jerk. <laughs> Valley. Mountaintop, first day. Valley, a month later. Some of you are in those valleys. Some of you may in the, be in the valley right now because of health reasons. Some of you may be in the valley right now because physically you're just, you're just not feeling good. You're, you're in pain all the time. You're in constant sickness all the time. You're, you're fatigued and you're tired you, and you're wondering, you want God to heal you and you're praying for God to heal you, but it, 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 nothing seems to be happening and, and it feels like you're in the valley. But the same God that is with you on the mountaintop is the same God that is with you in the valley. And so the question I want to answer for you this morning is, what do you need for your journey in the valley? If God is with us, then then how can I come to know him like that? How can I really know him intimately? Because it doesn't seem like he's around doesn't really seem like he is there and so uh let's go in your bibles let's go to some more bibles psalm 84 verse 5 psalm 84 verse 5 if you don't have your bible you can follow along on the screen psalm 84 verse 5 says this it says blessed are those whose strength is in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, they, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Stop right there. So what we see here in this text is, is the psalmist is, is, is describing to us a, a group of people that are, that are making this journey through a valley. And, and, and if you have your Bible with you and you, you're, you mark your Bible uh, in Psalm 84, verse 5, uh, you can see there it says, as they pass through the valley of Baca. You can underline that. You can highlight that. Do whatever you need to do. But, but underline the, 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 the words pass through. Because, see, some of you are stuck on the fact that you think the valley is the final destination. You, you think that this is all that there is. And you just settle For the valley. But I'm going to tell you this morning in a word of encouragement to tell you this. The valley is just the journey. It is not the final destination for you. Because it says there's a group of people passing through the valley of Baca. They're passing through some dangerous, dark territory. They are passing through some desolate land. They They are making their way through the valley. And some of you right now are just making your way through the valley. But praise God that that is not where it ends for you. It is not finished for you. The valley is not the final destination, but it is a path. It is a journey. The the valley is not unavoidable. We have to come off the mountaintop to get to the other mountaintop. We have to pass through the valley. But what do we need for this journey? The psalmist lays it out so perfectly and beautifully here in this text. He says, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. So what do you need for this journey through the valley? The first thing is this. You need to be dependent on God. He says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, not whose strength is in ourselves. See, and for many of us, we put so much emphasis on what we can do. We put so much emphasis and reliability on ourselves. And the truth of the matter is, in and of ourselves, we're just not that great. We're just not that great. If you're the greatest in your circle of friends, check your friends. We're just not that great in and of ourselves. And I know that's not a popular thing to say, right? Because you're like, man, Chris, this isn't really encouraging. (laughs) Because I I, I feel like I'm great. I feel like I'm great. I feel like I got it all figured out. I feel like I got life figured out, man. I got my degrees. I got my career. I make my money. I I got my own business. I, I provide for my family. I do all these different things. But the reality is, if your strength is in those things, If your strength is in your career, what happens when that career is gone? If your strength is in the money you make, what happens when the money is gone? If your confidence is in your spouse, your husband, or your wife, what happens when they let you down? He says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose strength is in God, who are fully dependent on God. You need to get out of being independent, man. Get out of your independence and start trusting God. Start trusting him, not just internally, but also publicly. See, the problem with a lot of us is we don't want to give God credit publicly. (laughs) We just don't. Like, we 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 like taking credit. We like that. It's just kind of in our nature, right? It's just in our nature to want to be like, look what I did. Look what I accomplished. Look at all my accolades. Look at all the things that I've earned. Look at all the things that I've done. Look at what I built. And, and, and the problem with that is, is that when people gather around and start to admire you, and when they start to, to, to notice you and they start to see what you've done and see what you've accomplished and, and see all the things that you've been able to achieve in your life, um, it, it's almost as if if we don't take the credit for it and and, we, and, we, and it's almost as if we give God the credit for it, it, it it's like it makes us, makes us look weak in a sense, right? Like, well, no, I want to take the credit for this because I want to show them and look what I did. But it's almost as if we say, you know what, man, God has been so good, man. I don't know how in the world I got this off. I don't know how I got this job. I don't know how I landed this job. Yeah, the resume may have looked good, but man, God, you were so faithful to me. Man, this bump, this raise that I got, man, God, you were so faithful to me. You could have given that raise, that promotion to anybody else, but God, you allowed that to happen to me. Why? Because we are dependent on him. We are dependent on him, and it's okay to be dependent on him for everything. It's okay to give him credit for everything. That's okay. It doesn't make you look weak. But it lets you know where your source is. It lets, it lets them know where the source is. It lets them know, say, hey, you know what? I was here. This is where I was, man. The fact that I'm here today, the fact that I made this, the fact that I'm, I'm even in this position right now, man, God, it is all God. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know how it happened, but it is God. People for this journey through the valley need to be dependent on God. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, right? That's all it is. That's all it is, because he's with us. He's with us. And I'll say to especially the men of the house, to the men, and, and as men, we can be extremely prideful at times. We can be. <laughs> we didn't need that right there. We didn't need that. We know we didn't need that, though. But as providers for your family, right, you want to provide everything you can for your family. You do. You want to provide everything you can for your spouse. You want to provide everything you can for your kids. You want to be that for them. And, 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 and you, want to, you want to give your kids everything. You want to make sure that they're good, make sure that they're set and do all these wonderful things. And that's awesome. And we should desire those things. But as men... One of the best lessons you can teach your children is not so much everything that you did for them. But one of the best lessons you can teach your children is how dependent you were on God. Like that's the best thing you can teach them. That's the best thing you can do for them is to constantly point them to God, constantly point them his direction because there'll be a day when they're out on their own and there'll be a day a day when maybe things aren't going so hot for them things aren't going so well for them and they'll remember they'll remember man you know what dad always told me that it was because of God that always pointed to God when blessing happened. Dad always pointed to God when the, with the things that we receive. He always directed me to the source. And they will remember that. That's one of the greatest gifts you can give them is your dependence on God. But they are dependent on God. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose hearts are set on pilgrimage whose hearts are set on pilgrimage so what does that mean and when it says whose hearts are set on pilgrimage it's talking about our our our, our minds are what we think where our thoughts are and so what we need for this journey is not only to be dependent on God but we need to be thinking on God we need to have thoughts on God we need to have our thoughts set on God we need to think about him See, the problem with a lot of us is when we, when we go through these valleys, when we're going through all the, the, the turmoil and the drama that we're going through, we're so fixated on the circumstances. We're so fixated on all that is going wrong. We're fixated on the people that did us wrong. We're, we're fixated on the drama that we're in. We're fixated on our financial. We're, and, and look, man, let me tell you something. It does consume you. Going through the valley does consume you. Going through financial struggle can consume you. It was, it was the other night. Uh, we were Nancy and I were away at this retreat and uh we were we were in the in the country like just in it was just out there like five miles down the dirt road it was just out there and you know we've been we've been dealing with some things just dealing with not our marriage is good everything's good our family's great but we've been dealing with some outside things and uh things have just been kind of consuming our thoughts and um the first night, I'm we're away at this retreat, and, and a retreat is, is supposed for you to get away, right? Get away from everything. And, and I was enjoying myself on this retreat, and uh, uh, that night we went to bed, and as I'm laying in bed, uh, I'm dozing off. Well, all of a sudden, I get this pain in my finger, right? Like, Kind of like, you know how when you lay on your, your arm or something in the middle of the night, and you wake up, you're like, ah, oh, that hurts. Well, I get this pain in my finger. And um, I'm like, man, that, that hurts. Maybe it's just... I was laying on it or something. And then about five minutes in, the pain is still there. And I'm thinking, oh, no, something bit me. And we're in the country. Like, it could be anything. It could be a scorpion. What if it's a snake? What if it's a spider? Like, my mind is just racing about all the things that could have bit me. And then, and then uh, I'm like, "What? Well, it's pitch black in the room." So, uh, in the retreat state places we're staying at, the, uh, the restrooms are like down the, the hallway. summits. and and so I, 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 I get up, and it's completely dark, and I I got to go to the restroom. I got to go see what what what's wrong with my finger, and I go to the restroom, and there's nothing there. Then I get back to the room and I'm thinking, oh, I guess it was nothing. I, I don't know if I'm dreaming or whatever. And then I'm just saying, well, let me just go to sleep. Well, as I start to go to sleep immediately, and, and I'm just being as transparent as I can. I, 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 as I'm dozing off, I wake up again. and say, what if, I <laughs> what if I die? What if I die? What What if I don't wake up and Nancy is nudging me in the morning and saying, Chris, Chris, like all these thoughts are going in my head? She's going to wake up, find me dead in the bed because I didn't get this bite treated like I died. And so I said, Chris, what are you thinking? Forget all that. Go to sleep. And so I start to doze off again. And immediately I wake up, no, because if I die, I'm going to lose all control of my body fluids and everything. I'm going to die. Like I'm just being honest. These are all my thoughts going through my head. For four hours, I was fighting sleep fighting sleep because I didn't want to die and 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 I was going through all this and I finally dozed off at some time and I I woke up and I told Nancy about it and she says why didn't you wake me up she says why didn't you wake me up like why didn't you just wake me up like we could have prayed together we could have whatever why didn't you wake me up she goes she goes that was the enemy he said, that was the enemy. That was, that, was, that was anxiety. That was all these different things. The enemy was just flooding your mind with all these thoughts, and you just kept on dwelling on them, dwelling on them, dwelling on them. And I thought to myself, that's the way it is in the valley a lot of times. Right? Like, we're we constantly just flooding our minds with all the things that are going wrong. When God is saying, man, think on me. Get your heart set on what I have for you. Get your heart set On the mountaintop, get your heart set on your time with me. Think on me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. We know this passage of Scripture. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Right? He's telling us, man, think on the things that I provide. Think on those things. Set your minds on those things. Meditate on those things. Don't be afraid of the word meditate. You say, well, Chris, I don't meditate. Yes, you do. (laughs) When you meditate on something is whenever you, you can't stop thinking about something. Your mind is constantly thinking about something. So whatever that is in your life, you are meditating on something. And all God is saying is, man, think on the things that I provide. Think on me. Think on my goodness. Think about me. The only way we can make it through this valley, the only way we can trek through these desolate, lonely places is our hearts are set on him. Our thoughts are set on him. Everything around me looks messed up. And you know what? There are certain things that are messed up that you cannot do anything about. There are people's attitudes that you cannot do anything about. So why think on those things? Why fixate your thoughts on those things? Have your hearts set on pilgrimage. Have your hearts set on the things of God. Have your hearts set on things that are pure. Have your hearts set on things that are praiseworthy and excellent. Think on these things. Meditate on these things. How do we do that? We do that by reading the Bible. We do that by our devotional. We do that in worship. One of the best things you can do in your time in the valley is worship. It's one of the best things that you can do. If you don't do that publicly here in church, because you know what? I don't like to sing. I don't like to lift my hands. Man, do it in your car when nobody's looking. It's okay. You, you've got the liberty to do that. Nobody's going to judge you. I, well, Chris, I don't, get, I don't like to get all emotional and stuff in church because, you know, whatever the case is. Well, do it by yourself. That's the only thing that's going to get your mind thinking on him, reminding yourself of how good God has been to you. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him. We were worshiping this morning about the cross and the blood and, and what he's done for us. Like Man, it just, it's just good to have your mind and thoughts set on those things. Because I promise you, the valley you are currently going through right now, When you start singing about those things, it gives you a moment to forget all that. Man, the valley's hard. Man, God, you've been so good to me. You saved me. I could be dead right now. I could be in jail right now. I could be addicted to drugs. I could be addicted to alcohol. I could lose my family. I could have lost my family. I could have done all these things. Yeah, the finances aren't looking so hot right now, but you know what, God? You've been good to me. What do you need for the journey? You need your thoughts set on God. You need to think on God and all that he's done for you and begin to worship him and to set your mind on those things. It says as they pass through the valley of Baca. Now they're making their way through this valley, this dark, desert place. It says they make it a place of springs. Now that doesn't make sense because valleys are dry places. But it says that they make it a place of springs. What does that mean? They have faith in God. How? They dug their own ditches. They dug ditches in the valley. Well, there's no rain. Hey, we're believing God for rain. I am preparing myself for whatever it is God wants to do with me. I'm not going to wait for anything. I'm going to start digging a ditch. It says they make for themselves a spring. They do it themselves. They don't wait for it. They may think you're foolish. They may think you're crazy, but get a shovel and start digging. Because God is going to fill this. And I have faith in God enough to know that he can do the impossible. And it may make me look silly. It may make me look foolish, but I'm going to start digging my ditch. Why? Because there's about to be springs here in the valley. Well, what does that mean practically? Faith in God, digging ditches. What does that mean for you? It may look different for everybody else, but let's just, let's just get a little more practical with it. Say you're in the valley regarding your finances. Financially, things just aren't looking good for you right now. Bills, it's hard for you to pay bills. It's hard for you to to meet your mortgage. It's hard for you to pay your rent. It's hard for you. All these different things are happening. You can't seem to get ahead financially. What could digging a ditch mean for you? Hey, open up a savings account. Why well, don't got money to put in there yet? Open one up anyway. Dig your ditch. Dig your ditch. Become generous. Start giving. Just start blessing people. Start meeting needs. But Chris, I'm the one that has the need. I'm the one that needs the bills paid. Valley, ditch, springs. What are you doing to dig your ditch? Maybe it's, it's health-related. Maybe you're believing God for a miracle in your health. You're believing God for some supernatural thing to happen in you, and he can heal you, restore you, do whatever he needs to do. But you know what? It's okay for us to dig ditches too. It's okay for us to say, hey, you know what? I'm believing God for my healing, but you know what? I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start eating right. You know what? I may can't do much physically, but I'm going to start walking a little bit. My knee hurts, but hey, I'm going to still walk it. I'm going to dig my ditch. Because you do that, it doesn't mean that you don't have faith in God. If anything, it means you have more faith in God. Because, like, you know what? Physically, I don't feel like doing this, but God, I'm trusting you. You're going to heal my knee. I'm trusting you. You're going to heal my body. And you know what? This is me digging a ditch because I trust that the rain is coming. Faith in God. Oh, my marriage is in the valley. My wife is tripping right now. My wife is not doing right by me. She's not doing right. She talks to me crazy. She doesn't wash my clothes. She doesn't iron my clothes. She doesn't cook anything. She doesn't what? Well, she doesn't like like we're just it's it's just been a mess at home. Start digging your ditch. And wait for the springs to come. Well, what do we do? Man, just start showering her with love. Just start doing for her what you wish she would do for you. She talks crazy to you. Speak love over her. She disrespects you some way. Show her the utmost respect. And it's 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 flipped. It's vice versa. Ladies, you're not out the out the loop. Husband's not acting right. Love him anyway. Dig your ditch believing in faith God is going to do something in that marriage. In the valley. In the valley. What does your valley look like? What does it look like? Your family's in drama, finances, marriage, whatever that is. Each of us has our valley. If you're not in a valley, you best believe you're about to step in one. And the question is, are you ready for that journey? Are you ready to believe that God is with you on that journey? Are you dependent on him? Are your thoughts set on him? Do you have faith in him enough to dig your ditches? Because the same God that is with you on the mountaintop is the same God that is with you in the valley. As they pass through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. In the valley. In the valley. They got prepared for God to move. They got prepared for God to do something in the valley. But it doesn't just stop there. It says they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Strength to strength just means they go from one victory to another. One victory to another. They're building themselves up as they go through the valley. Pastor Nate last week was talking about uh, in the book of James, he was talking about endurance and how trials and what they do for, for us as, as, as believers. And, and it's the same thing for the valley. Man, you can either use the valley as, as an excuse to say, why life just ain't going so well and my life is just horrible right now, or you can use valley, the valley as a training ground for you. If you're in the midst of the valley right now, just think of it as training season. God, I don't know what this is you got me in. I don't know why my, 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 my marriage is the way it is. I don't know why my finances are the way they are. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But God, whatever you're trying to do in me, because I trust that you're with me, I'm ready for it. And you have to be willing to say whatever it is. The same God that is with you on the mountaintop is the same God that is with you in the valley. Going from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. It's training for us. God never means for us to go through the valley alone. Physically, you may not see people around you. You may not hear the voices of people around you in the valley. You may feel all alone. You may really say to yourself, man, this is messed up. I hate this. But you best believe that God is with you. He just wants you to be dependent on him. He wants you to think on him. He wants you to have faith in him. Because he's not done with you. The valley is not the final destination for you. You're just passing through. Some valleys are short, some valleys are extended. whether short or extended god is with you every single step of the way because there's something he is doing in us there's something he is working in us philippians 1:6 we know this being confident of this that he who began a good work in you he who began something in you will carry it on to completion Until the day of Christ Jesus. He didn't start it just to leave it. Whatever he started, he will finish. The first step you took in the valley, God was with you. The last step you take in the valley, God is still with you. Let's stand to your feet. Valleys, mountaintops, valleys, mountaintops. You may be in a valley right now. You may be going and trekking through a valley right now. You may be journeying through a valley right now, and you may feel alone. You may feel it's like it's desolate. It may be dangerous. You may feel pain. You may experience heartache. You may be afraid, but God is with you in the valley. He is with you in the valley. He is with you right now. But are you dependent on him? Are you thinking on him? Do you have faith in him enough to know that, the, that he is going to be with you every single step in this valley? though you may not feel him, you may not see him, that he is with you, because he is. And so I don't know what your valley is this morning. Some of you are going through some really difficult seasons right now. And the holidays, for some, doesn't make it any better. But wherever you are, mountaintop or valley, the same God is with you.